Welcome to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. This podcast is for you, and I welcome you to come as you are. There is no judgment here, just folks doing everything they can to stand in their power and show up every single day. So if you're looking for inspiration, welcome. If you're looking to level up or to make a change or you just need a minute, welcome. And if you're looking for some perspective on your circumstances, either personal or professional, well, that's my jam. No matter why you're here, I'm glad you are. And this message is for you. Welcome to my village. Welcome to this week's episode of the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. And I am so excited this week. So for those of you who are actually watching and not just listening, I am actually in person with my guest this week, and she is a dear friend of mine. I'm here in Portland, Oregon at the headquarters of her organization, Vita Design LLC. And this is my great guest, Rachel Sawia, who is here with me. (laughs) And you know what, guys? Y'all know me by now. I have known Rachel for at least five years, and this is the first time that I pronounced her last name. Can you believe that? Anyway, I want you guys to meet this amazing woman who has built a firm from nothing to having 70 people, actually 70 plus people now. Rachel is the CEO and founder of Vita Design LLC, and she has an incredible story that I want you to hear around really being aligned with the vision, taking something that was a pretty tough situation and turning it into this amazing business that she has built today. Rachel, welcome to the Rutledge Perspective. Thank you so much, Laurel. I'm so happy to be here. I'm just, I have been waiting to do this for a while. Yes. And I kept telling Rachel, I need you on my podcast. I need you on my podcast. She's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's on me. Totally on me. She finally said yes. So I am excited for you guys to hear about her story. So let's, let's start here. Let's talk about Vita today. So tell people a little bit about what Vita does. Sure. So Vita is an interior design firm. We're located in Portland, Oregon, but we do have a couple of different offices now in San Diego, Denver, Salt Lake City, and Portland. So 73 employees, um, and again, interior design, but we also do procurement service for our clients, uh, working with mainly uh, REIT developers, Mm -hmm. so um, nationwide. Mm -hmm. Typically, development of multifamily class A, mm-hmm. uh, high rise, mid rise. And then we also are doing some hotel work and some commercial office. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what we're all about. I love it. I love it. And I, what I want you guys to hear is I tell Rachel all the time, she has got an organization of unicorns. So, <laughs> you heard she's a design firm. Right. And she does multifamily and all of this kind of thing. But the team that Rachel has put together, is this unique combination of designers, so people who have incredible design capability, but also detailed project management because your projects are like five years long, right? Yeah, they're typically three to five years long. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we've got to know how to do all of it, the left brain and the right brain. And the organization and management of the project is is in some cases more important than the actual design. It's the delivery and execution yeah. um, on budget. Yeah. So. On budget. On time. On time <laughs> and on budget. And yeah. and what I love about what Rachel has done is we've talked a lot, you know, I've been with her through, through a yes. lot of this growth and we've talked a lot about how she put these people together. And so let's, let's jump back a little bit mm-hmm. and say, you know, how did you start Vita? What was this journey to, 
this now 14 years, yeah. right? Yeah. Of this organization, which most entrepreneurs last two to three. Yeah. 14 yeah. years, y'all. 14 years. Well, okay. So going way back, um, maybe a little farther than you yeah. want me to, but I'm going to go anyway. Um, you know, I went to UT Austin. I was, uh, I wasn't going towards a design degree initially. I was doing some crazy thing like poli sci or right. something. <laughs> and I was like, this is really dry. Yeah. Um, then I kind of stumbled back into this creative space where I was really enjoying my design classes, my art classes. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to go towards that. And then I noticed in college that I really loved the business side of design. Mm -hmm. So I was trying really early on to try to integrate the creative with sort of this uh, process management um yeah and and the financial aspects mm -hmm. of design how to run a business yeah I still feel like there's not enough emphasis on that quite frankly anywhere yes. at any program but mm -hmm. we started to kind of dip into it at UT so then I went on um, moved to Portland started working for architecture firms because I thought well I want to work for an architecture firm yeah. that's gonna be great mm -hmm. well it was great it gave me access to um amazing project opportunities mm -hmm. but I noticed that the interior design uh, part of the firm and department was often kind of kept behind closed doors uh, in the back room. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it took me like two firms before I realized this may not be a one-off situation. Yeah. <laughs> this may be kind of a common um, sort of scenario. Mm -hmm. So I guess it was already kind of brewing in me, like, how do I break through? What is my opportunity to break through and, and kind of push past these boundaries, honestly? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a lot of male dominance yes. uh, in the corporate structure in most architecture firms. Mm -hmm. um, again, there's lots of factors at play. Yeah. But um, that was just one. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just really trying to come up with a strategy at a very young age, and I knew I needed some time. So time goes on. I become a leader at an architecture firm as an associate mm -hmm. in the interior design department. So this was about seven years in okay. my career. Yeah. Wow. I had two little babies. One was three. Sorry. One was a newborn. Mm -hmm. And it was 2008. I go back in 2000. No, it was in 2009. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And then I go back to work after four months of maternity leave. Mm -hmm. and I was let go. Terminated. Actually. Um, it was a really tough time. Yeah. 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 So it, that's really where Vita, though, came from. I mean, to go back to your original mm -hmm. question, it was out of necessity and a little bit of panic. Yeah. Um, it was me realizing that maybe the fears that had held me back mm -hmm. and kept me in more of a behind the door position right. that I could be okay with. Yes. Um, I needed to push all those fears aside. Yes. Um, it was a just go, go with your instinct mm -hmm. and you're going to do something new and you're going to do it afraid. Yes. Do yes. it afraid. So Vita came from a very adverse situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can, yeah. So. I love it. And, and what I love about that is, you know, often having, having jumped into entrepreneurship and, it, and I count Rachel as someone for me guys who, who I look to, I mean, again, 14 years in this business and having built this incredible team, which is extremely hard for entrepreneurs to build a good team. And especially for female entrepreneurs, because we get so caught up in just loving on everybody that we bring in, <laughs> right? It's just, it's one of those things and, and really helping people think a little bit differently about team and the importance of team, but also that it's a business first. And so 
you know, even out of this adversity, Rachel was, and we won't even talk about having come off maternity leave and getting terminated. We won't. That's we a won't. different conversation. We could. We though. could, but we won't <laughs> for this one. Uh, that's for another day. Uh, but your, your ability to then say, okay, I can wallow. Mm-hmm. I can be upset. I can be irritated. And I'm probably all of those things. <laughs> but I can also do something, right? So what helped you tap into what you said earlier was, you know, when you were at UT and like, wait, there's got to be yeah. kind of this marrying of process and business and, and the stuff I love to do that's creative. What were you really able to tap into to say, ah, I'm going to do my own firm as opposed to I'm going to do t-shirts or I'm going to. Yeah. 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 Well, um, definitely when the barriers were removed, mm-hmm. um, I was really surprised at sort of the exhilaration for me that went right alongside the fears. And you know, that was such a huge learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. I love, I love that I had to go through that. It was really hard. But I remember just going jogging and I was like, I can jog as fast as I want, as far as I want. I had so much pent up energy mm-hmm. that I didn't really even realize was there. Um, I think I just needed all those barriers removed, to be honest. Yeah. I think that I was always kind of afraid of failure. And when there was yes. no other option for me and my mm-hmm. family, I needed to get out there and do my own thing. And um, it, it just, all the barriers just dropped for me. Um, then I just became addicted to the feeling, you know? Yes. Um, addicted to the freedom and all the all the ups and downs that come with it mm-hmm. don't even seem that bad when yeah. you've been sort of put in a place where you didn't get to uh, flex and spread your wings. So I the, love that. Mm-hmm, the first two years were hard, but mm-hmm. I mean, they're also just awesome. You know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. Well, and I, I love what you said in that when the barriers were removed, mm-hmm. I realized, you know, just how constrained I've been. And I don't think we, we recognize that a lot that we, we may be in these toxic organizations, but it's what we've been programmed to do, right? You, you go to, you get out of high school, you go to college, you yeah. get a degree, you go work for somebody else. We, I think that may be changing now, right? With it the is, new generations it is. And I think so. After the recessions, but, but yeah. our generation was, you, you go work for somebody. That's yeah. what you do. Yeah. And unless you had entrepreneurs in your family, of course. And, and yet, even in really great organizations, sometimes we don't realize what's been put up in front of us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then what was really cool um, too was to find so many like-minded people that just almost came out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, um, you know, if you have leadership potential, which I always knew I had, yes, and I tried to stifle it down and stay in the lines, but yep. once you kind of break out, um, there's people looking for, I don't know, you you become almost a magnet for people who are like-minded, yes. who are just really looking for the same kinds of opportunities. Yeah. It wasn't really that hard to find a few um, folks to join me. Mm-hmm. And those mm-hmm. folks are still with me today. Yes. I mean, we got in alignment and we got in alignment really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So my partners, most, you know, mm-hmm. most importantly, Sheena probably yes. initially, yeah. um, but then everybody else kind of came on quickly and, um, yeah, I, it, we really did have organic growth, mm-hmm. and um, we talk more about growth later. Right, right. Yeah. Well, and and I want to talk a little bit about that alignment piece because 
one of the things you guys, we always talk about is getting really clear on who you are, right? Mm -hmm. And where you are, and then having a clear vision of what you want so that you can take empowered action that makes some sense. And so when you talk about having found people who are really aligned, how did you get really clear on who you wanted Vita to be, right? And who you wanted to be in Vita? I had spent time thinking about it subconsciously mm. in a way. I mm -hmm. realized that once I really sat down and kind of put pen to paper, paper, excuse me, and mm -hmm. I would dream about it, I would come up with logos. But mm -hmm. to me, like the logo is just such a, it's a small, it's just a symbol of all the things that are in your head. So yes. that's, I, I guess that kind of creative brand making um, really came out of years and years of sort of collective subconscious understanding mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in a weird way that yes. just hadn't been allowed to flower in time. Yes. Um, and you know, part of that's on me. Mm -hmm. I create barriers for myself. Yes. I'm not going to just put it on someone right? else. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, that's kind of how it happened. And then um, also listening to my clients, mm -hmm. quite frankly, mm -hmm. like the, one of the biggest mistakes I think people in my industry make is going at it, I know what I'm doing. I'm a designer, I'm an architect or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, the clients have very good information. Yeah. And I saw all the things from a service perspective that were missing mm -hmm. across the various mm -hmm. firms I work for. And I was like, well, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you all the things yes. that you never were able to yes. find. And then I'm going to just serve it up to you in a mm -hmm. really pretty package. Yes. So that's been a really great, um, you know, kind of driver success to you. I love that because, you know, you and I were talking uh, last week and I said, you know, it's five. So it's five years for me in, in mm -hmm. being an entrepreneur. And just in year five, at the end of this year, I'm like, finally, right. <laughs> yeah. It's getting really clear. Yes. And what was interesting about that is it's really full circle to the very first thing I said, really? the very first thing I said, right. Working with small women owned businesses, working, cool. going in corporations to work with leaders. Cause I didn't want anyone else to feel like I felt but we allow ourselves to become our own barrier, right? And to be talked into doing other stuff because everybody else says it's the right thing to do. I remember that when I first met you, yeah. you said, well, here's some things I'm not really wanting to do. Never. <laughs> okay. I'm like, well, okay, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> and here we are. Mm, yes. I'm going to make you do it. Right. Exactly. No, you did it for yourself. Yes. It's, I do remember that conversation. Mm -hmm. So it's just ironic. Yeah. Yeah, that it that it's it's that it's the stuff we already know in our guts, yeah, yeah. but we don't really always allow ourselves to see that or to do that. And so, so if you think about kind of this evolution of Vita having come out of this kind of release, mm -hmm. this freedom from the boundaries of these firms and and professional services, whether it's architecture or accounting or whatever, I mean, those are just different animals. Yeah, We're talking about partnerships and all that, it's just a whole different thing. Yeah. When you really think about this evolution that you've had, even going into, and welcome to the train, y'all. Yeah, um, yeah, when we think about this, this revolution that you had, talk to people a little bit about some of the biggest learning that you have had along the way. Well, one of them was to be okay with being uncomfortable. Um, I know that's often used, but mm -hmm. I'll give you kind of the scenario. Um, we, we just, we got to a point with growth where mm -hmm. I was challenged. I think it, it was mostly me. Mm -hmm. I was putting pressure on myself. I'm like, 
I work four people or five people, mm-hmm. I feel in my gut I need to go up to about 12. Mm-hmm. And the reason I knew it, I knew that I could then uh, pull up a little more. Mm-hmm. And then I I knew on some level I could provide the work for these 11 people mm-hmm. if I was you know, put the right levels or layers in place. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a huge thing for me to grow by a hundred percent. Yes. At that time, right? Yes. Small numbers, but it's a hundred percent. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I looked at the numbers, I got the facts I had mm-hmm. all I had. Mm-hmm. And then I decided just do it, right? Yeah. Do it afraid. Just yes. do it. What's the worst that's going to happen. Okay. And then you'll change. Like mm-hmm. I'll pivot. So I think, Taking some risks is really important. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have every fact in place. You need some facts. You right. need some basis for why you think this might be the right thing to do. And then you you do really need to give it a shot. And mm-hmm. um, in my opinion, yes. that type of leap um, at, at sort of key junctures mm-hmm. is really healthy. And, and uh, I think people who don't often miss the boat, yes. miss an opportunity. and. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, we've done that maybe three or four times mm-hmm. since then, mm-hmm. and I've never regretted it. Yeah. Not once. You know, I will tell you, it, it's interesting that, that this is the thing that Rachel Rachel would pick is, is this lead, because one of the biggest things for entrepreneurs is adding team. Yeah. And I will tell you, of all the people that you talk to, there is, you, you heard her say, I just knew, I just knew mm-hmm. if I, you know, basically doubled my staff. I, I just knew that's what I needed. I'd be able to pull up. There are so many times that we know, but we won't do. Yeah. And so when you say do it afraid, when you say just take the leap, the other thing I heard you say was I had the numbers. I had the data. I had enough data. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. And you didn't have every answer to everything because you can't know everything. Right. How do you decide when you have enough to move and how did you get the confidence to just say, but you know, I also know enough to pivot if I have to. Well, that's the other learning that I've had is to keep it organic mm-hmm. um, and be flexible. Mm-hmm. It's such a big deal. So, I mean, this is for me as a parent too, or whatever, but, right. um, you know, you can change your mind, mm-hmm. um, yes. especially as the boss. Yeah. You are allowed yes. to pivot um, as long as you... You, you have something to back yes. it up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a big lesson for me. Yes. And it was so freeing. I was like, well, who cares? I'm going to take this risk. And if this doesn't work out great, I've got this other plan over mm-hmm. here. I'll pivot. Right. Um, so the confidence, though, probably I got a lot of support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, those mm-hmm. original, like, key people. And then yes. my husband, mm-hmm. um, my parents. I had a lot of people in my corner, so I knew mm-hmm. if things fell apart, guess what? I'm still here. I'm still standing. Yes. And I'll figure out a new path. Yes. And as I tell people all the time, do some work on your worst case scenario. Yeah. It's not right. a good idea. Do some work. I, I know even if everything fell apart tomorrow, I'm going to be able to eat yes. and I'll have a place to live. Right. As long as my brother's here, as long as my mom's here, yeah. as long as I've got these really great friends of mine who are supportive, I'm not going to be hungry and I'm not going to be homeless. And that's right. We actually talked about that. My, you know, my husband and I and my parents, actually, Mm -hmm. they were so much, you know, on my team with me all the way that we said, okay, your new plan is great. Mm -hmm. We have a line of credit over here that we can tap into if it doesn't work. 
right. we were fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We did get that set in place early, and yes. I do think that's really helpful. Yes. You can plan ahead and, like, get a little seat Right. That. That'd be good. <laughs> yes. And then, you know, my parents were like, Rach, you can come live with us. Yes. If it if all falls apart. Mm-hmm. And you know it didn't. So. Yes. Yeah. But that, that that's huge, though. So even, yeah. even if you feel like you don't have a safety net, right? You don't have the friends you can move in with or cousins right. or whatever. If you are thinking about entrepreneurship, to do what Rachel said is think, think ahead, plan a safety net. Right. So that gives your brain some freedom. Yeah, that's right. It is. That is really freeing. You're right. You can kind of just let it blossom and, mm-hmm. and just put that over here for now. Mm-hmm. You have the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, because we can't anticipate everything. Something's going to go wrong, but at least if you've got a plan, you can also decide: is this enough for me to just flex, or is this enough where I need to completely like change? And you know, when things do go wrong, too, Laurel, just to tag on to that, I mean, oh my gosh, I've learned the best lessons with the problems and the mistakes. Yes, and I can honestly say, yeah, I build. We build upon them every day. These Mm -hmm. things that we've learned. So welcome. Be like okay with the mess ups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Forgive yourself. Yes. Look at it objectively. Figure out what you're going to learn from, and then just move on. Mm-hmm. Move on. Well, and I, I will have to tell you that it is, it has been such an awesome opportunity for me to see you continue to do that because we were talking earlier. So we're in this amazing extended space that that Rachel has now, and. At one point, I guess it was two years ago, before the pandemic, or right during the middle of the pandemic, she was like, oh, we're looking at different office space, yeah. and we're going to move, yeah. we're doing all this stuff. And then a few months ago, she's like, no, we just, we took over these other places because people moved out. And so when I got here and got to see the spaces, I'm like, wow. And how amazing it was to be able to say, you know what, that didn't make any sense for us to give. We can get what we need. Here, we just have to re-envision it. Pivot. <laughs> pivot. Just pivot. You know, just re-envision what's possible. Also, like, I don't, I don't like to apologize to you for my pivots. I love that. <laughs> yes. Don't I, apologize. I'm not. I won't. I mean, I'm not doing it to hurt anybody. I'm doing it for the best. So I, yes, I'm happy to explain it, but I'm not going to apologize. I think um, that's been an interesting thing to accept about myself. You know, but. Yes, and <laughs> you are masterful at that because even in being unapologetic, you are not being mean and nasty, right? And I think that's where sometimes women in leadership roles, especially if you come up in, in really hardcore industries, it's like we, we all have feminine and masculine energy, yeah. right? Or as, as it's defined by society. But so often women leaders, especially CEOs, feel like they've got to lead with all this masculine energy. and Rachel leads with such kindness and such empathy and yet has the strength to just say, no, I made this decision. I made it for a reason. I did the research. I'm also willing to take the risk of the fallout from it. And, and that is, <laughs> that's, that's nice powerful. Grace. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, that's, that's really high grace. So thank you so much. You're, you're welcome. It's just, it's, it's an observation that I think you know, for those of you who are looking at entrepreneurship, or even if you're in an organization and you're leading teams, how do you stand in being unapologetically you? Unapologetically you. And and I'm assuming, you know, how much of that, I shouldn't assume, how much of that being able to be that have you learned 
Mm-hmm. And how much of that is just inherently Rachel? I don't even know the percentage, but I definitely think that that came up early in my life. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had some great role models too, but mm-hmm. um, part of it's just me and finally my personality, I was put into a position where I could just, you know, really utilize mm-hmm. these gifts or um, yeah, personality traits. I love that. Finding that place where you can really show your strengths. So. Or creating it for yourself. Yeah. That's not there. Well, there you go. Yeah. Ah, it. Which yeah. she did. That's right. Which she did. So so we've we've talked a little bit about kind of those those big things that you've learned. Mm-hmm. If if there's someone listening who's like, you know what, I this isn't working for me. I need to do something else. What would you tell them to do first? In terms of making a move yeah. and, and where they're at. Mm-hmm. I would probably say let yourself dream. You know, mm-hmm. go go up and dream. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean you're turning your back on your current scenario right. or you're um, shutting down on what you have. You're, you're you're literally just allowing your brain and your body and your soul to explore. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I think that we hold ourselves back from that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I certainly did. Yeah. Um, I had to literally be dropped, ki- drop kicked out. Of, um, not literally. Yeah. Figuratively, <laughs> be drop kicked out of an office. To allow myself to dream a little bit. And you know, why the heck didn't I do that beforehand? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it could start with something like a little self-exploration, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a few podcasts. Yeah. And some time. Yes. Like a good three, four hour block where you're just letting yourself dream and doodle and think about um, the why behind the feelings you're having. Mm-hmm. After that self-exploration, I mean, I think then it gets into a little bit of research. Yeah. Um, I do think, like, spending time is important, though. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in just making a move like that without without taking those yeah. steps first. But. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that, that left side, right side coming out for you, yeah. too, right? Yeah. Is, is okay, that yeah. connecting the experiential piece with the data piece. Yeah. Right. What, right. Am, I, what am I really going to do? What plan do I have? What, what am I going to execute? And how does that how does that look? Yeah, exactly. And then consulting with ex, with 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 friends, peers that you trust, and mm-hmm. you know, I found that it doesn't need to be someone in the same field. It can just be someone that um, maybe has been successful on, mm-hmm. on in in any business, right? Or um, or someone you just trust that knows you. Yes. Um, but getting out of your head a little bit um, mm-hmm. is a good idea too. Yeah, allowing yourself to just dream. Dream. You can talk yourself out of so many great things, right? Yes. Uh, if you don't share them with someone, too. Oh, I love it. I love it. And so, so as we kind of wrap up, um, because I and I'm going to have Rachel on the live show now that I've gotten her to the mm-hmm. podcast. I'm going to have her come on live, or you guys will get to to ask her some questions. So look for that in 2023. Oh, that we. Um, as we wrap up here, and you think about all you've built. 14 years, the team you've put together, the things that you've done, and those two amazing girls that you have, what is one or two pieces of advice that you would give someone that's really kind of stepping into their dream? What is the advice that you would tell them? Hey, in order for you to be whoever it is you want to be, Here's the piece of advice. 
I would, oh my gosh, that's tough. I would say, well, I already said do it afraid. Yeah. I mean, that's a thing I, I say often to my kids too, you know, it's okay to sit in a space that's uncomfortable yes. for you and and know that you're not going to die. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you're you're going to be okay. Be okay. I mean, especially when we're talking about this type of thing. Yes. This is low, like low risk. Obviously mm-hmm. there's, I, I think do it afraid is a big one. Um, and then, um, you know, your team, build your team carefully. And once you have them though, the trust is built, um, give them space to run. I I think one thing that's worked for us too, just this Mm -hmm. is kind of coming to me now is every single person on this team at Vita has sort of this strange underlying passion of wanting to fly and wanting to spread their wings Mm -hmm. Um, and they each have their individual paths so we work so hard to understand what that path is and Mm -hmm. even if that path means that leads them beyond Vita yes fine Mm -hmm. Um, but just harnessing that spirit with each of the team members and and trying to understand that has just has just really helped all of us kind of work together well and um, build the culture that you're talking about yes yeah I love that because it's, what is that saying? If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. Yeah. Right. That's great. And, and 14 years, 14 years of taking the risk mm-hmm. of building a team, taking the risk of doubling the staff, taking the risk of finding the amazing skill in other people. Right. Yeah. I like to teach other people to take those risks too. Yeah. Um, you know, on different levels, of course, depending on where they're at, but, um, that's definitely part of the culture. Yeah. I just, you guys, it's, this is just the tip of the iceberg with Rachel. I mean, there's, there's so much here that is just, just incredible. And, and just because I know people's attention spans are so short. Um, that's the only reason we're keeping this kind of short. Um, but I am going to have her back on the live show because I want you to get a chance to really invest your time and invest your knowledge with her because it's important to, to feed, you know, ourselves and to de- learn and develop and, and, as, as you have heard from Rachel, and as I can attest to you, um, just your ability to build something amazing, amazing, a multi-seven-figure business here, 14 years, 73 people, four offices. I know. <laughs> four offices. I mean, and awards. We didn't even talk about you. We had some awards, guys. Some awards coming in. I mean, it is just, it's incredible. What's been, and this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. And so I just want to thank you, one, for allowing me to be on the journey with you to oh, see gosh. this happen, you know? Oh, thank you. And to come on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so Laurel, you, you are such a pro and you've been with us for five years on a lot of the strategic planning and um, through some really up, big ups and downs that we've had. And so I really appreciate you too. Thank you for That's your expertise great. and your incredible knowledge that you bring. Well, it is. It is Everyone loves you at Vita. You're and part of the Vita. team. <laughs> it is family here. Yeah. And I am, I'm just so appreciative and it has been an amazing partnership. And I, I thank you for being on the podcast. We're going to have you on the live show as well. We're going to have so much fun. We are. It's going to be a blast. And so for those of you who are investing, there's so many people investing and you're looking for someone to help you with the design of that investment, <laughs> of that multifamily, I want you to reach out to Vita, and it's Vita Design LLC. You will see all of Rachel's bio, her information in the show notes. 
um, reach out to them, follow them and follow their design aesthetic on Instagram. Yeah, right. And yeah. you're at what, tell people what the, the call, do you know what it is? I Vita design. Right. I think it's PDX. Yeah. I think that's yeah, right. Vita design PDX. <laughs> That'll be in the show notes too. Um, but follow them and see what they're doing because the work they're doing is absolutely incredible. So if you're looking for someone to help you, if you know somebody who's looking for somebody, um, fantastic woman owned business here that is making moves all around the country, fellow Texan, just saying right she's here in portland now but texan so you know we know how to do it being in texas (laughs) so rachel thank you thank you thank you for being here and you guys thank you for listening thank you for downloading so appreciate it you will catch the next episode next week but if you have any questions any suggestions on people to interview or any questions for rachel please hit me up in the dms and we'll make sure that you get those answered take care and we'll catch you next time bye-bye You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and for connecting. You can find previous episodes of the podcast on my website at laurelrutledge.com forward slash podcast. You can also find me on social media at Laurel K. Rutledge and or the Rutledge Perspective. And I'd love your perspective on the things we talk about. And if there's a specific topic you want me to cover, just let me know. And please share this podcast with someone in your village who may need this little piece of perspective today. And if you're so inclined, I would really appreciate a five-star rating and review on the platform of your choice. Apple Podcasts and Spotify reviews are particularly helpful. Thank you again for listening. Take care.